Proudly coming to you from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Frontier Podcast. I'm your host, Ledge, and we are powered by Gun.io, the engineer's choice for engineering talent. If you like what you hear, please give us a review on iTunes and join the conversation at the Frontier Pod on Twitter. Giddy up. Business and technology leaders face consistent pressure to bring products to market faster. Never in the last quarter century has the pace of change, the quantity of available tools, and the raw compute power been greater. In this episode, Slash Blue CEO Tom Dodds joins me to talk about how to build technology that's aligned with the people, process, and purpose of the organization. Does it help people do their jobs better? Is it impacting the company positively? Is it helping the company with their lasting purpose? The answers to these questions contribute to a holistic view of technology implementation. Thomas, thanks for joining us today. Appreciate your uh, your time. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and what you do? Really glad to be here. Thanks for the privilege. I've uh, I've been in the technology space for 25 years and uh, had the privilege of helping a lot of companies to get meaningful momentum with technology to make a real impact on on their whole business. So I spent uh, 12 years in software development and then I've moved over into technology consulting uh, to help companies select the right technology, to build the right technology that makes uh, makes an impact for them long term in their business. And so, what's what's a business value objective? You know, like you, there's a million technologies you could select from, and every day they're changing. Uh, you know, the the pace of change has even since 2001. I, you're talking about you were we're a similar vintage of when we left development world, yeah. you know, so how do you help people make durable choices that are meaningful and, and how do you even measure that it achieved what you wanted? Well, our, our tagline is purpose powered technology uh, slash blue. And so I, I believe in that. We all believe in that, which is uh, you have to start with understanding what the purpose of the organization is uh, that you're trying to trying to impact. So to make a durable choice, it's understanding what business model you're in. So we, we break it down into three perspectives. Um, does it does it drive profit for the organization in their business model? Is it helping the people in the company to do their jobs better? Is it impacting the clients of the company in a way that fulfills their promise to them and provides value? And then finally, is it is it uh, helping that company with their lasting purpose, the impact that they want to make in the world? And so, looking at those three perspectives. Um, you have to be able to hold those and say, is it, is it going to make a durable impact? Like you said, and we call that meaningful momentum. So if you're only considering, you know, the technology solution and the, and what it's going to do for you, you're going to miss the broader perspective of what's going on there. So I think it starts with, um, we use a DevOps cycle. So if, if you're starting to plan in that, you want to plan with the end in mind, as Stephen Covey would say, and, and to understand how it's going to, how it's going to impact the organization rather than just diving into the technology. That's, that's the most, most important part. So whether you're going to build something from scratch or, or buy it off the shelf, you know, today, in today's world, so much more is available to grab off the shelf. And if you don't need to build it, don't do so. It's a much better use of resources. So it starts with planning with the end in mind for us. Fantastic. And so you've seen the full move, I imagine, in the course of the company from, you know, on-prem to, to cloud and client server to mobile, you know, um, how are, how are clients dealing with that? I imagine you probably dealt with legacy 
installations and upgrades and then all the way down to, you know, sort of edge computing and IOT now come into the fray. Yeah. <laughs> how do you help people? So how do you help people dissect that? Like from a business and technical leader perspective? There's, there's so much in there. And so, you know, if you, what technology is going to actually help, it has to, has to be something that's going to, going to solve for a real problem in the business. If you deploy a technology that's just, you don't have the right people in place to do the job, or you don't have a clear process in terms of how it's going to help your company with the competitive advantage, um, you know, it's not worth putting the technology in place. So it starts with understanding, is it a technology problem that can be solved? Or even better yet, can the technology help you leapfrog and avoid some of the process or people issues? The technologies we're seeing today, you know, incremental improvements in a legacy platform, something that's been in place forever. Things are so rigid. People are frustrated. Rather than trying to improve that, how can you change the rules of the game even? And with, with some of the new new ways people work, you know, working remotely with, with uh, uh, Internet of Things, you know, all these gadgets or on your smartphone, it's changed the way people work. So if you can leapfrog from a, an old green screen into a mobile setting, all the better if you can take advantage of that. Um, the, the promise of AI, you know, I think a lot of people, it's overblown, um, but, um, you know, there, there's so much promise there in terms of how people work and getting things out of the way for them. You know, I get uh, I get up in the morning and I take uh, take my uh, my heart rate variability to see how if I can train today and how my body is going to respond to training. I, you know, you couldn't do that years ago, but I just I wake up in the morning, I do that. It takes one minute, and that's something that helps me just say, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna kill myself in the gym today because um, you know I'm I'm not physically rested my body's not ready for it those kind of technologies you know from an organizational standpoint even can make a huge impact uh, so if you can leapfrog paradigms i guess um, you know from and, and take advantage of of that and if you can buy off the shelf um, and look where someone's done it so that that's one thing but even maybe more fundamental than that is looking at what's the maturity of the organization or the people that you're trying to get the technology in the hands of. There's fundamental foundational things that have to be there. When you come to somebody, it's like going to a doctor. If, if I'm in back, I got back pain, I'm not going to hear your message from the doctor about eating healthy, taking care of myself so I don't get hurt in the future. You got to address the back pain first. If I don't have the collaboration tools that I need, uh, if I don't have a phone, if I don't have good internet connectivity, if I don't have stability with um, you know good voice over IP phone, if I don't have video conferencing, it's not worth giving me you know fancy systems in place if I don't have the building blocks in place uh, as well. So um, I think it's, it starts with a, a good technology maturity model too that understands do you have the foundational building blocks in place? Is your organization capable of delivering stable, predictable technology before you move to the point where you say, hey, we're going to change the way people work fundamentally in our organization. That's another perspective on it. So looking at leaping paradigms and making sure that you also have a stable technology in place. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, for maturity models, you know, you, you often will come back to and just kind of say, you know, 80% of this stuff is, you know, is the organization mature enough to even consume and utilize technology at a, at a different scale, you know, right. So, you know, there, there are probably interests in a legacy organization and, and frankly, a lot of them are, are profitable and are doing great. And, you know, it's just not concerned about at the, uh, at the line worker level that, 
you know, well, why do I need to replace this? It works and I like my job. You know, I, I don't want to learn a new thing. I'm 10 years from retirement. No, people don't. They hate change. People hate change. They can see the joy on the other side of it. They just don't know it until they get into it. And so that's, that's right. one of the hardest things for technologists to get is how, what's the, how's this really going to impact people on the other side? How are we going to help them to get through it? So, you know, technologists have to be capable of that uh, now to be able to articulate the business value, to be able to walk people through the impact and the change, because it's going to get harder before it gets easier on technology that's worth adopting and worth changing how you work. Yeah, absolutely. And it's got to be a lot about that worker side benefit as much as the, the profitability side benefit of, you know, the chances are a business leader is going to know that in many cases, you know, I, hey, if I adopt more technology, you know, I'm going to achieve better profitability, at least on a conceptual basis. That does not mean that it, you know, makes the, the people element better. And I, I like that about your model because uh, you, you simply have to address those things, you know, kind of in parallel. You're, are you just going to hit the adoption wall um, and, and spend a lot of money on technology that, that doesn't achieve anything. Um, That's a lot, of, a lot of CEOs and business leaders feel about it. Is I'm not getting the result that I want from technology investments. Help me make better investments. No. Yeah, absolutely. And it's very much a portfolio mindset across the, the whole business. If you, you know, you just can't put in place. Uh, well, if we just had an ERP, you know, or we just had uh, an inventory management system or, or this or that, you know, that's, it's, it's got to be, as you said, holistic. Uh, let me ask you about your perspectives on, um, you know, since you're working, you know, across a, a broad swath of industries, obviously we're in the, the, the talent business. So, you know, there's a lot of talk about the, the constrictor on the, the talent market in, in terms of technology. What are you seeing out in the field, you know, in, in your, um, in your work? This is a case everywhere. Leaders want need to come to market faster. Client demands for uh, timely and immediate delivery of products and services is higher than ever. And the ability, the talent uh, to be able to deliver with the quality that an organization needs at the speed an organization needs, it's a problem absolutely everywhere. So when we, when we look at technology, the old mindset was, well, let's cut some, cut some expenses out of IT because uh, and but what it really does it transfers the burden of of technology to the users and they actually slow down there's more frustration more disruption uh, for users and so you know this is 30 percent plus of technology investment is going to be waste you're not going to realize it but it's kind of like a venture capital portfolio where you've got to invest and you're betting on a few home runs that are really going to change the way you do business and it's the same way with talent is that uh, helping people change the way they work to develop healthy habits and allow the uh, staff uh, allow it to encourage encourage them to work in new ways and easier ways. Uh, so there, there's a great book by uh, Chip and Dan Heath called Switch, and it talks about it's like change is like riding an elephant. The elephant's not going to change direction, and so part of what you got to do is shape the path and make the path clear and easy for them, and the elephant will walk down it. Um, hopefully I got, I was faithful to what they, they said. Um, but technology change can be like that. And for talent, if you show them a path uh, that's easier and there's promise on the other side of it, it's going to make people happier in their work environment. They're going to want to come work for that company. They're going to be more productive with it. And just take, taking a lot of the ankle biters out of the way for them, the technology noise, there's so many technology tools to do things. And so part of the technologist's job 
uh, is to simplify the complexity. It's like, no, I'm, I don't want more technology. We've got to have it now. Every aspect of the business, every aspect of how an employee and a business delivers value is impacted by technology today. So you've got to have technology at every point. But the technologist's job is to make it as simple as possible to use the technology and remove all the tools. Am I going to use video conferencing for this? Am I going to show up in person? Am I going to chat? Am I going to phone call them? Where am I going to store my notes? Um, how are we going to do this together? Let's simplify it in the way that we do, we do business. Is my, my CRM system, am I having to manually enter people in to try to make contact? No way. Make it easy. And so the, the tools have to support the talent. And, and we're looking at now not, not trying to just measure incremental returns of let's get 5% here or there, but let's get 10 times the return, 100 times the return. A lot of the, uh, the, the historical talent promise in, in like software development, for example, a great software developer will deliver 100 times the value of an okay software developer. And we want to take that kind of um, – that kind of shift to every worker and technology can help do that where you're just, let's cut out the things that are unnecessary, understand where the value is being delivered. Um, so an example of that, um, you know, would be that, you know, just automation, for example, let's, if there's a task that's repetitive that creates value, let's examine that and let's make, make it either, uh, uh, cut, cut it down by making it simpler for people to do, or better yet, put it in a tool that's automated where the human interaction is as small as possible um, so you can avoid error and so you can maximize repeatability and the amount of effort. So even just making the effort smaller on repeatable tasks, there's huge promise of that and automating across the business. Yeah, and that's where all the, you know, the work now is going in, in the ML and AI and it's just saying, you know, hey, let's we're not going to replace people with, you know, robots, quote unquote, no. we're going to, in fact, you know, superpower the people who already have the knowledge. And, uh, you know, that removes a lot of that fear from, you know, I'm getting replaced to, wow, I'm going to be, you know, have superpowers now with my, you know, exoskeleton or whatever the metaphor is, because <laughs> this, this can make yeah. you do a hundred million times more of what you do, but we still need your brain. You know, yes. what we don't need is Absolutely. you typing the same thing over and over and over and over again. And, that's right. Uh, you know, that's that's a that's a big learning for the way that we're talking about. I think ML and AI. You you made the comment that a that a great software developer, you know, is should return you know 100x on the investment, where a you know a not great one maybe is you know 10x or less. Uh, that's that's a great segue into. I always ask, you know, sort of my final question is always what makes a great software developer? You know, what are the heuristics that you would use and advise people on? It's just like, I've got to be able to tell the difference between somebody who's fantastic and somebody who's not and the franchise player. And, uh, you know, what is that? And, and what's your model for doing that? When, when you look at a, a technologist, like software developers included, I think the difference in what that person is able to contribute in terms of meaningful momentum uh, primarily, primarily comes down, so you have to ask this of, of every technologist you're, you're looking to employ or, or get on. What is the level of work that they can do? You know, th there's going to be good people at all levels, but how complicated of a problem can they understand and how, what is their proven track record to be able to deliver impact at that level of complexity? So are you talking, is this person expected to be able to change the way that that business does 
does its business to come up with a new uh, technology that's able to completely transform the business model, that's a huge value. And that's a rare person. Or are you looking for on the boots on the ground, frontline uh, technologist that's, that's lo you're looking to churn out the results day after day. And in that case, you're looking for somebody that can take uh, a proven process that contributes value and operate within that and get the measured result that that process anticipates. So, you know, whether you're in a QA environment, uh, uh, testing the output of software, whether you're helping people to adopt the software by training them, you know, whatever you, wherever you are in the, in the life cycle of delivering technology, um, it's being able to deliver to, to the right level. And so, uh, but it, it's really hard to find people these days. I think it comes down to finding people that have not only the ability for level of work, but also a character that is willing not only to work for themselves, but to work to benefit other people and to care about people and, and really love people in, in serving, serving them. Uh, and so, you know, those, those two things are, are really, really important. And then you can train somebody to focus, to measure the right result, to go after it, and to get predictable results day after day. I don't know if that answers your question. There's, there's three secret sauce elements for me anyway. The right level of work, uh, the character of the person focused on, on uh, caring for others, and uh, that long-term impact, because we're purposeful. We're all about meaningful momentum, not just, not just velocity in any direction. Uh, and the world needs that. And then finally, just being able to train them to focus on what's most important for, for the context of the job they're doing. And you certainly articulate well why then, in fact, with those heuristics, it's very difficult to find those people. <laughs> and it's, it's worth their weight in gold and more when you, when you can find the people that would meet those measures. Certainly hope that we do that in our process. And uh, it's awesome to hear that you're doing that, you know, with companies on the ground, because I do think that that purpose-driven work is, is really what's going to make the difference and, and drive the profitability and the, the meaningful work through, Absolutely. you know, people show up every day and uh, they really want to enjoy what they're doing and working together toward a, a mission and vision that makes sense to them. Thanks for the, you know, fantastic thoughts. My pleasure. Been a lot of fun talking. I uh, understand that we can uh, find Slash Blue online for anybody who wants to dig into more of your work. That sounds great. Thanks for the privilege. Awesome. Great day. Thank you. Make it a meaningful day. Thanks for listening to the Frontier Podcast produced by Gun.io. We're the only freelancing platform where engineers actually go to hire other engineers. If you enjoyed the show and want to learn more about how to hire or freelance with us, Head over to gun.io slash podcast to get in touch, and we'll pay for your first 10 hours with a kick-ass engineer. Thanks for listening to the Frontier Podcast, produced by Gun.io. We're the only freelancing platform where engineers actually go to hire other engineers. If you want to learn more about how to hire or freelance with us, head over to Gun.io and get in touch. Let us know you heard the podcast, and we'll pay for your first 10 hours with a kick-ass engineer.